You are listening to the Teachers Anonymous podcast. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Teacher S. And Mr. Red in the building. How y'all doing? We are back with another freaking episode. We know it's been a hot minute. You know, life. Teacher A was teaching a new content area. It took her out. Um, it was just a lot for me <laughs> going into this year and trying to balance. I overbooked myself, and I think the school overbooked me as well. So, but we are back. Yeah, we are back. For me, I was job hunting, got a new job. Now I'm settled in the new job, and now I'm job hunting while in the new job. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly changing, and we're on quarantine. So, y'all, we are trying this new thing. We are doing this through um, Zoom, trying to adhere to social distancing. But, you know, we're going to make this thing rock out. Eventually, we'll be back in our little studio and giving y'all great content once again. And we are hoping that now that both of us are kind of getting settled, we can put out more content and put out more things. Um, because I feel like we did good. Like, our Facebook is at 97 likes. Um, both good. of our I mean, uh, episodes episodes have at least 100 listens so i mean y'all like us a little bit so we gotta keep it going i, I mean with only two episodes out and that many likes and nobody knows who we are i mean yeah. that's pretty good i would say yeah i definitely think it. i think i think it's great and i think that like i said we gotta get back i think we needed that personally i think for me we talked about mental health in that last uh episode we did i needed i guess to Re, re reboot myself you know mm-hmm. I needed some time to kind of learn how to balance with the pressure of teaching a new content that's the EOC it kind of it was a lot it wasn't the fact that I was teaching like a new group of kids and a new age it was more so of the pressure that it's put upon you because of those test scores and as a younger teacher second year it was like whoa like am I not doing enough so it was just like constantly feeling like not good being good enough and trying to keep it trying to do everything that I did my first year the second year and I had to take a step back and be like all right teacher hey you gotta you gotta get yourself together because you can't handle all the things right now right yeah then with me I got to focus on providing for the kids and everything like that and you know get getting a new job you know because I was job hunting last episode Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm not even in teaching. I'm in banking. Ugh. This is the worst, worst ever. I hate it. <laughs> you know, I love the people I work with. They're way better than the principals I worked with when I was teaching. Mm-hmm. But uh, ugh. it's just moving numbers, and I'm not, I'm not about it. And it doesn't help. I'm probably not that good at it because I was casually threatened with termination within my 90-day probationary period so that was fun so I had to buckle down and really think about but now that I'm past that probationary period I'm starting to look for jobs in a nearby county Mm -hmm. so in fact I'm, I'm actually looking for jobs in the county that you're working in TA okay okay come on I'm I think sure I've actually applied for a position at the school that you're currently at. Okay. But I definitely know there will be a bunch of positions like in the county itself because of the yeah. quarantine and how they feel like um seeing how things were I guess handled uh, mm-hmm. with this whole situation. So I know a lot of teachers are a little bit upset, they're a little bit over at this point I guess they feel like we should just end the school year um which is something we could talk about in just a second but yeah definitely it's a where I'm at is a great school so yeah um, definitely like it so before we jump into the topic do you want to talk about like future plans or do you want to wait on future plans so after we've discussed the topic because it kind of tied together uh let's talk about the topic and then do the future plans I think that's a good that's a good like segue or ending point so I got today's you. topic we are going to talk about um how does 
being a teacher stifle your creativity? Um, and I think this is a good topic. We are on quarantine where we are still shut down. Um, teachers, we are teaching from home up until June, whatever. I don't even know. It's supposed to be June 13th, but I don't know when we end school. Yeah. Um, and now that you kind of have that ability to have a flexible day, I, for one, am not a teacher who sits at my computer for six and a half to eight hours. I'm not doing it. I'll get on the computer for two hours. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to do th- this, that, and the third. Um, mm-hmm. So I think my question or why, why I want to talk about this is because I feel like being a teacher, you have so many constraints. Like even with this podcast, right? Yeah. We have to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. Which is terrible, if, you know, because if anyone found out who we were, it would risk anyone, any guests that we brought on, it would risk mm-hmm. any authenticity we'd ever have, mm-hmm. you know, and it could it could kill any career for the future that we have. And until, like, if this podcast was our only job, me and you, we wouldn't have to worry about it. But still, if we wanted guests to come on and be authentic, we'd have to have them be anonymous. Yeah. And it's just crazy because... And I think this is why this is such a great topic because you know how you have the teachers that go viral and you're like, oh, look at Dancer Teacher Bay or whatever. And it's like, that's cool. But once you go viral, it's, most of those people aren't in the classroom after that. Yeah. Because like, it's like, how can you really function around your students when they know all your business? And I wanted well, to take the example of, I don't know if you've seen the recent 90 Day Fiance. That was in no, Charlotte. I, I mean, not many pay not yet. Uh, Married at First Sight. That was in Charlotte. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Okay, so there's a teacher on there, and she teaches middle school. Uh-huh. And so she talked about how her husband wasn't like the best to her, and a bunch of her coworkers pulled her in to a room and was like, "Hey, your husband's trash." And so I'm wondering how is she even able to go back to teaching? after she legit just went viral and exposed her life, like her her sex life, like everything was exposed on the show. And it kind of sucks because, yeah, she was able to do that. She took that risk, but at the same time, she could never go back to right. a normal teaching life because of that. And I think that's just, it sucks being a teacher and trying to be a content creator or a YouTuber or whatever you want to be or even just be creative in any capacity at all you know it's just hard for us and that was even before we were in quarantine Mm -hmm. you know with all the rules and regulations and everything we're stifled creatively in the classroom and not much less outside of the classroom so (laughs) that's thinking if we even had time for ourselves outside the classroom right for some of us, but I mean, that's, that reminds me of a while ago, there was that teacher that went viral for twerking or whatever, and then she mm-hmm. quit teaching because she was a, she was a full-time dancer and Instagram model, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just, it's like they, it's like they want teachers to tell the kids to be creative you know they talk about or we're taught like the best teachers are creative you know they teach their kids to be unapologetic as far as putting their hopes and dreams out there but then for me as a teacher I feel stifled because I can't like I have a YouTube channel that I would love to go viral and I would love to be making money Mm -hmm. off of YouTube and then making money off this podcast but at the same time you know it it scares me to go viral it scares me for somebody to like somebody at work to listen to my podcast and then my principal knows about it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like then everybody's entering my world and knows my business. Like mm-hmm. even when I'm on Facebook, like I I recently added some of my old students from last year. It took me a year and a half. Like I they graduated last June. So it took me up until this point to add them on my Facebook. And it's not yeah. that I didn't want them to have access to me because I told them they could add me after they graduated because I added all of my teachers the day after I graduated. I thought it was hilarious. But <laughs> it's just it's just a fear of like, okay, I'm letting you into my world and then the next thing I know, you're going to be judging me, talking about me to another teacher or you're going to go run to my principal and tell her that I'm doing this and it's just like, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just expressing myself through whatever right. medium that is. 
like I'm just trying to live my life, but we're held up to these like such and such standards and not yeah. even expected to be anything other than a teacher. Yeah. It's like how are teachers supposed supposed to be human? Yeah. You know? Like, I'd never risk drinking and someone taking my picture. I, I, mm -hmm. I still to this day haven't experimented with pot, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> As much as I think it would be super fun, <laughs> right? Maybe I'm approved, but I'm just I'm I'm paranoid about it because if anyone mm -hmm. I'd I'd be unhirable even if pot was legal, right? You know, it's just interesting, and it's just like simple things like creating a YouTube is scary. Yeah, because like my students know I have a YouTube; they don't know my channel name, but. They know that, you know, I, I have one that I put together. I have put so much energy and money into, like, videos. When I tell you, Mr. Red, I have, like, eight videos just sitting in my hard drive ready mm -hmm. to be posted. And I just have to space everything out because of the simple fear of I don't want to do too much and I go viral. And then my students are like to be anxious and to always be, like, no, don't do that. You have to worry about your image. But it's like the kids aren't too worried about our image. Mm. They're more so worried about that we're coming in and we we give a crap about them. Because yeah. um, I've seen teachers do worse and they're still in the classroom. Yeah. I've seen a lot of I, – I knew a teacher at my last school that had a YouTube channel. But, of course, his was all about education and school. Mm -hmm. See, I'd love – and I, 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 that's great because that's who he was creatively. And if it lines up, that's great. But what about, like, with me, I want to, if I want to start my own Twitch channel and I'm up playing Doom Eternal and they hear me talking about, oh, I'm slaying this motherfucking demon. Give me your head, you know. And all it takes is one parent who is hyper one way or the other. Mm-hmm to go your teacher is out here slaying demons in front of my kid and i don't want my kid none of that demon stuff yep and i'm like i'm i'm either i'm threatened with termination or i'm told to get rid of my creative outlet right so. it's just it's definitely like a crazy balance and we're in quarantine so i'm sure that you know, with this extra, it's kind of basically extra time. Like, I don't, I know some teachers are taking it to the max. And we can talk about a little bit of what it's like um, for quarantine teachers. And that'll be something we go in depth with our next episode. But I know some teachers who spend 8 a.m. to 4.45 on the computer. And I'm just not there. Um, I have to walk away. I have to do something else. And I've had all these ideas. Like, I've been doing all these things to try to, like, put energy into something that I didn't have time for before. Because most of the times yeah. when you're teaching, you don't have energy to come home. I didn't have energy to come home and do a YouTube video, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I barely had energy to do my grad school work. I literally came home and I was like, all right, I'm going to go work out. And then I went to bed. Like, that is all yeah. I could do. Um, but for us quarantine teachers, like, we're really, like, I think we're all yearning for to do those things that we wanted to do before. Like I've talked to teachers there talking about, oh, I've, I'm learning how to uh, sew or I am focused on writing my book finally because I have time or I'm out here, um, I'm out here exercising every day, finally working on my weight loss. And now when we have that time, it's still like those stipulations of, you have to remember like who you are in the classroom and what your students are going to see um, when they come back into the classroom in August. And it's like, dang, like, let us be human. Let us go. If we want to make a YouTube video talking trash about, like I made a YouTube video talking trash about Tyler Perry's movie. I wouldn't be able to do that without having to worry that, uh, oh, I'm going to get, you know, uh, a baton slapped across my head because I'm not doing what they want. So. Right. You know, I mean, I'm I'm with you. Like, I'd love to do that creative thing. Of course, I can more now that I'm not being a teacher. But if I went back into teaching, I'd have to completely rethink, maybe even delete anything creative that I've done while mm -hmm. I'm in my current job uh, profession because I'd be scared of what they'd find on me. Right. 
you know, and it doesn't help that we can't bring our creativity into the classroom either. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I feel like it's not just stifling for us as content creators, it's stifling for us as just people. It completely teaching the way it is now, quarantine or otherwise, is just, it destroys any kind of creativity for the teacher, which I think impacts create, uh, sparking creativity in the student, you know, and uh, I just, that that hurts me the most you know and uh, if they can't see a teacher like let's say okay so i'm a science teacher and i'm quarantine teaching but i want to show them a reaction between some kind of acid and another compound Mm -hmm. well if i tell them to go get the vinegar and something else and they do something stupid with it or it creates some kind of gas or they're not safe they don't follow all of my rules and we're not like they're if we're on a zoom call and they turn their camera off or turn their audio off i i mean who's liable for that right you know so i'm not going to take that risk i'm not going to create this new fangled lab experiment and test it during my quarantine to keep my kids engaged when they're already losing interest mm-hmm. in school because they're not there like, because who gives a shit? Like, why? Like, the school ain't going to come for me. They ain't going to fault me because the world's getting sick. Yeah. You know? Why? Why? How do I convince my students that education is important and fun when education at this point in time is not, I don't want to say a priority, but. It isn't a priority, honestly. Yeah. It's not because. They don't, the students are more so worried about, honestly, they're built on wanting to do their own creative, like be creative in their own way. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think about this group of students of mine, they rather sit at home and make raps and make beats and tracks and all that stuff all day instead yeah. of coming to the classroom. And I know that's what they're doing, especially with us on quarantine. And I told them, I said, take that same energy and bring it to the classroom, but they can't because we're building like when people talk about the school to prison pipeline and they talk about how we are building, you know, schools are just another version of a jail and to some extent because we are just telling kids that sit down, be like this, do like this, you know, putting mm-hmm. all these rules and stuff on them. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying rules are wrong, but we are telling them that they can't be creative eight to three thirty while they're at school. They have to wait from three thirty to whenever they go to bed. And so now yeah. they're like, well, why would I do that when I can sit at the crib and play the game all day where I can do this or I can do that? And my teacher can't even be creative. Like you said, you can't you can't get on Zoom and try to do something fun to engage the kids. Hell, we can't even use YouTube. We can't show yeah. kids YouTube videos. We can't use Zoom. That's a that's the new thing. That's the new rule that we have. Um, yeah. Teachers can't use Zoom because we if something happens or something like that, we're at fault. Teachers can't, um, teachers can't um, utilize YouTube because it's against certain protocols for the district. Uh, we can't do, we can't show films like that. I mean, it's just at this point, it's like, what can we do? Yeah. And I mean, you know, and it sucks because this is our chance to show the world that within a certain capacity, online teaching can be useful to an extent but we're so hampered by all regulations and everything and everyone's freaking out about how it's just means it's out of control but they won't let us be creative with it right you know and now i'm not a proponent for complete online education I want to get that straight. I know there are people out there that are. I'm not. I think it's very one-sided and single-minded to think that way. I think that some people learn better when it's online only, but I think a lot of people learn better when it's face-to-face and you can have that visceral reaction, that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. And But we're missing a chance to grow and evolve 
mm-hmm. education to better it by incorporating more technology in online. I think that districts are finding that they should have invested in technology in the classroom a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me that kids are so tech savvy with like like games and phones, but when you put a computer in front of them and say get on Microsoft Word, it's like their their mind goes blank. And it's yeah. like, wow, where did we miss teaching these kids how to type on the computer? You know, like where did where was that disconnect? And I think that something I really want to incorporate, I guess even going into next year is teaching them simply how to get on Microsoft Word and type, how to get on PowerPoint. Like we have not connected those dots and it's because we don't we don't put in enough energy to teach them these things. And I yeah. think that's why a lot of districts are like, why aren't the kids doing the work? Why is this so hard for them? Well y'all didn't you didn't fund classrooms that have technology. Right. You didn't Wow. <sighs> It's just, it's, 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 it's baffling. And then it all falls back down on the teachers. Well, why aren't the teachers, why can't the teachers handle this? Because we were restricted. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how, how am I supposed to climb this mountain that you put in front of me with my hands tied behind my back? Right. You know, right. it wasn't my choice to tie my hands behind my back. If it was up to me, I'd at least have one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I definitely think that. I think that any teacher listening to this and agrees with us, I think that one thing, you as a teacher may need to take the risk next year um, and really take the risk of, okay, what do I want to be true about my classroom next year? And I know for me going into my third year, um, I'm really going to focus on getting built, building a bridge between my student and technology. Like, they all say, oh, I love writing better than I like typing. And if they go to college, college is exactly what it is, what we're doing now with online learning. And they need to be prepared for that. We're not preparing these kids to go to college or to go do a trait where they might have to do online um, testing quizzes. We're just, we're not giving them those things that they need. And I think that all of us as teachers need to start thinking of the bigger picture. The bigger picture is kids don't know how to type. Kids don't know how to write, and kids don't know how to use technology. That is the three big things right now. We yeah. can, I think math is important, and I definitely think science is important, but I think it all comes back to that simple fundamental of reading and writing. Once we get the kids to all be able to read and write, we can get them to succeed in all the other classes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if I'm a science teacher, I still need kids to write for presentations mm-hmm. to present certain topics. I need them to do research papers on different other things, you know, and if they don't know how to utilize the resources that we have around them that, you know, we keep telling them they have, mm-hmm. but we don't spend time teaching that then we're just setting them up to fail. They're just going to say, well, I don't know how to use Google Scholar. What do you mean you don't know how to use Google Scholar? Oh, because I didn't teach you because I don't have time. Right. You know, because I'm restricted by this. You know, I can throw it at you in a blurb. Google Scholar is where you go to find scientific articles. Boom, done. How do I search? I don't know. Go do it. Figure it out. Figure it out for yourself. You know? And I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. And the thing is, right. is that the the selling point of high school is to prepare them for college, to pre- mm-hmm. which prepares them for the real world. So in high school, we should be focusing on getting them ready for what college classes are going to be like, getting mm-hmm. them ready to decide what kind of major or what they're good at, what they're smart at, or what they're creative in. And, you mm-hmm. know, getting them ready for having personal responsibility. Yeah. yeah, you know, but we're failing on all fronts. Yeah, when it, when it comes mm-hmm. to that, and even just teaching them how to be independent. Yeah, I mean, like the amount of emails I get. Hey, can you help me do this? Hey, how do I do this? Hey, I can't write this essay. Hey, how do I start this essay? And it's like, whoa! Like it really made me think, like how much I might be holding their hand. Even in like yeah. an honors class, like my honors mm-hmm. class asked me like, 
every other day how to do something. And I'm like, y'all have the world at your fingertips with these computers and you're still reaching out for my, I guess, guidance to do like simple things. And I think that that just tells me when I get in the classroom, I have to limit how much handholding I do because, and if I have to be the mean teacher that doesn't help you, you know what I mean? That won't just give you the yeah. answer. I'm just going to have to do that because I refuse to consistently continue this trend of you get you get through high school and your senior year, you think, oh, you know, I can act up because I know there's a teacher there who's going to vouch for me. Or, oh, I know I can fight in school and I know that this principal, even though that I'm going to get in trouble, is going to have my back and check in on me. Because when you go fight in the street, Right now, if I went outside right now and slapped somebody, I'm going to jail. There's no, there's no principal or somebody that is going to have my back. I'm going to jail. Yeah. And I don't think the kids realize that they don't have that sense of independence or accountability because we, we baby them, especially at these Title I schools. I really feel like that's what we do because we are, oh, no, you're at a Title I school. You have, you're coming from a poor background, this, that, and the third. And I get it. They need the same amount of attention. They need that. They need that equitable access. At the same time, in certain aspects, we're all trying to be a superhero for kids that don't need necessarily need a superhero. They need somebody who's gonna love them, but also push them. I think, I think that's the biggest thing we're missing. That's the big. That's the big piece of this puzzle right now is that we're not pushing the kids and we're not loving them enough to be that tough teacher that's going to say, okay, I understand your background, but I have to push you. I have to keep you going. I have to make sure that you can do this on your own because when you leave, it's not going to be me holding your hand. It's going to be life. And I don't think they get that. I don't think a lot of teachers are getting that. I think that Mm -hmm. we're, even now within quarantine, like you're texting parents all day to get them to get their kid to do the work. That's if their parents are even home, you know? There's some kids that don't, that are probably in this quarantine at home alone taking care of their own kids. Yes. You know, not not their own kids, but their brothers and sisters, or maybe even their own kids. Who knows? Right. And a teacher constantly texting, constantly, you know, hey, do you work? Hey, do you work? Honestly, like, if that was me and I'm at home with my siblings, I'm not going to do your work. I have to be accountable for what's going on. I have to have my sense of independence. It'll get there when it gets there. And you know yeah. what I mean? Like, these kids yeah. have have to learn how to balance life and school and it takes it takes a teacher who's hands-on enough to to get that the work is important but hands-off enough to let them do what they need to do and I don't think being I understand holding a kid accountable but to what extent like I'm I'm, it's, it's almost the end of the semester I have hit the kids over and over that I know need me and need help with the work and if they're not responding at this point I'm going to move on to the kids who are going to do the work right now and I hate to be like that but it's because those kids who aren't doing the work either they have too much going on where they can't they can't do it and I have to be understanding of that or they're just not and sometimes you have to let the kids just not because they have to learn that sense of I fell on my face I I I did this it's my it was my choice and I can't consist we can't consistently run after kids who who don't want to be ran after. We have to sometimes say, All right, I'm gonna let you do you and learn your accountability. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it comes to hitting on that title one thing where I know that we have to be showing these kids compassion, the thing is is that we what we really have to have is discernment when it comes to these kids. We need to know when they need us to hold their hand and we need to know when they need us to not hold their hand and let them swim back to shore on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> sorry, but um, I promise I don't have the COVID. <laughs> it's just allergies. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I understand that you don't want to be too tough on these kids because a lot of them, if you're too tough on them, then they ain't going to listen to you at all. They just shut you out. Like, you just mm-hmm. another authority figure trying to tell me I can't be me. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not, I'm not about that. I, I want to tell these kids, no, I think you can be you, but I can think that you can be more than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I expect better from you because I know you can be better. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I want you to be creative, 
I want to be able to give you when when okay so from from a perspective of let's say all right so there's coral right all right go with mm-hmm. me on this <laughs> okay okay we're going so a lot of times when scientists want to regrow coral or mm-hmm. what all they do is they provide what they call a seed for the coral to latch onto and then from there the coral starts constructing its own skeleton by itself mm-hmm. and then it starts building out into these beautiful things that's what i want for my kids that's what i want to do for my kids i want to give them the seed that they can latch onto but i want them to create the construction themselves that's exactly what it's supposed to be i yeah. definitely i'm definitely there and i think that's why we connect and are able to have these conversations because that's me as a teacher like my kids will always say like I feel like I could come in this classroom and be myself like my kids curse in my classroom sometimes I don't that don't bother me like the cursing and stuff like yeah I know older teachers like you don't do the you know potty mouth but honestly in this day and age that's where we're at some kids cuss like sailors as long as you're not cussing at me or cussing at another kid you can say what you need to say to fully express yourself because mm-hmm. I don't want them to come in my classroom and feel limited. But I also tell them, hey, it's a time and a place. And my kids know when they put on, all right, Miss Felder, this is when I can, I have to block my name out. Like, wow, I forgot this is anonymous. But, <laughs> no. Hey, I feel like I can, um, I know that I can say the F word every, when I'm talking to you about this, but they know if I'm getting like observed or if we're doing something serious, I'll be like, watch your mouth. And they'll be like, okay, they know when to turn it off because that's what it is. Me, I know how to turn on when I can like be myself and I know how to turn it off where I'm not myself. Um, and we just don't want to limit them in the classroom in that space. Don't, we don't want to put the same limitations on our students that we have on ourselves and that right. we, as teachers, because as soon as you get the title of teacher, it's like, it's another level of expectation. And I think parents during this quarantine are finally seeing what teachers have been talking about this entire time. Mm-hmm. The, the expectation that we have, like we are expected right now to be on the computer for eight hours. Yeah. Not walking around. We're expected to be at the beck and call of parents and teachers and parents, other teachers, principals, and everything for eight hours a day. And even after that eight hours, you still get parents or t- students who will text you at like six, seven o'clock and we, and people who think you're supposed to answer. After four o'clock, I'm not answering an email. Don't yeah. email me. Because I have a life. I have yeah. I have things I want to do. I have hopes and dreams. I don't, you know, I know some people, teaching is a passion thing. And maybe next year, I don't want to be in a classroom after next year. I want to go off and be a movie producer or something crazy. You know, I don't want to always have that stipulation on me because I don't want to feel limited. And I think if our kids feel that way, then we're not being great teachers. Because the only thing we're doing is com- constantly completing the cycle. Yeah. And, you know, and I hate it because with all these restrictions and things like that, like, how are we supposed to be that seed for those kids? Right. You know? And I don't have time. I just I just wouldn't, you know? I can't focus. Mm-hmm. I got to pick, like, two or three out of every class that I can latch on to, the ones that have the best uh, chance for success, you know? And let the ones mm-hmm. that that are just not going to try and fail, let them try and fail. Like, I understand that there's a point where it's your responsibility. Your grade is your responsibility. doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't want to sit there and be like, man, you could get this if mm-hmm. you try. But I ain't got the time for that because I got to move. You right. know? Okay. If you were left in my dust and you're left in my dust and that's not my fault, that's – but. <laughs> that's the problem with education, man. Yeah. I don't want to be that way. No kid right. should get left behind. Isn't that a whole thing? No child left behind. But then that was all about testing mm-hmm. and pushing kids through and graduating them, which just fails the kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they agree. don't know what it means to leave a child behind, and they don't know what it means. I don't know. I don't know. I think that we are not, we're trying to push kids through academically, but we're not thinking about their personal and mental success. Yeah. I think that's, that's what we're hitting on. And I think yeah. 
it's all because teachers' creativity are stifled. We can be as creative as we want when we're getting the test scores, but when it comes to thinking about the holistic student and how to think about how can I push their mind forward, not only just like academically, but like how can I help them be more mature? Like pro simple problem solving of how to not fight somebody. Like I teach, I taught a whole lesson on how to avoid a fight because my kids needed to hear this is how I go about not trying to put hands on somebody because I tell them all the time, there's plenty of times I want to be in a staff meeting, I want to jump across the table and, you know, square up. There's plenty of times teachers will try you. Just mm -hmm. adults will try you just like students will. There have been plenty of times a student who's about 18 was about to catch these hands because they talk to me all types of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put hands on them because I'm not going to be on the news. I'm not going to go fight. I'm not going to go fight my principal because I didn't like something she said to me or he said to me and they need to understand that thing so i think like what we're hitting at is that we need to focus on the holistic student and i think we need to see that teachers are human just like kids are mm -hmm. we are we are human and we talk we hit on this when we talk about our mental health and i think we're hitting on it again it's just that expectation and that we just we, i think teachers all of us are just yearning to be free and it sucks that we're not yeah. in a sense Mm -hmm. um so this leads to our next segue our next segment um so what are some like future goals i guess as a content creator um that you have like what are some things that you want to be true for yourself so do you want to go first or you want me to go first you go first okay okay so i have actually like a lot of plans in the future <laughs> mm -hmm. so First, the first plan is that we're building this house, so we get we're getting the house built, and we're gonna move mm -hmm. in in August. So, yay! <laughs> yay! Um, but what I want to do when it comes to my creative aspect, I want to start a school. You know, mm -hmm. I want to, and I want that school to be directly linked to finding kids' creativity, what they're good at, showing kids that no matter what, you're smart at with something. Mm -hmm. you know what are you, what's your talent you know whether it's being a good office organizer or being a good anthropologist or you know being a lawyer or arguing just for arguing or if you want to be a UFC fighter I don't know mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't <laughs> I don't know how I can help you there but I can try right you know that's one part I want to start um I want to start my own YouTube channel where I vlog mm -hmm. um Hopefully, I start that maybe next week. I want to do like a weekly vlog, and I, I call my I'm gonna call my channel. I'm gonna go ahead and shout out my channel. It's Big Red Maniac. Okay. <laughs> and um, there's no videos up yet. Just a lot of videos I've liked and subscribed to. Um, but it's gonna be about my journey of going from someone who is working at a bank to someone who has started their own school has a youtube channel has possibly a twitch channel i want to start my own reptile breeding business yeah i want to breed cute little geckos little african fat tail geckos and chameleons and things like that and i want to sell them and eventually i'd like to have that reptile business integrated into the curriculum of my school like as a biology program mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um and then I also want it to be about my weight loss journey because I've gotten unhealthily overweight extremely so I need to if I don't change something I'm I'm, I'm not going to be here for much longer <laughs> Right. And I know I, this is a place to have fun and cut up and be serious, but I'm I'm trying to get real, you know. Mm -hmm. I want it to be I a place where we can be real with each other. So. Okay, those are great plans. What about you, TA? What about you? What are you doing? Um, I'm right there with you. So I mean, originally I wasn't. I I was trying not to go back to the classroom next year. I was trying to be like you and get out. And. Corona came and she said, "No, girl, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna teach another year." So I'm doing that, and it's not—it's not like a bad thing. I'm actually excited for it because I'm excited to see, I guess, another year of growth 
and myself mm-hmm. and another year of pushing myself to, you know, feed the minds of others. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing, you know, I'm looking forward to. I am working on my business. Um, I am working on a little bit of a brand. So I already have like my production thing that I do. Like I take pictures, I do videos, um, podcasting, obviously we do this. And I am working on building a production house where I own everything I do. So I want to, so like Shonda Rhimes has Shonda Rhimes Studio, Shonda Land, right? I want something Mm -hmm. like that. I want something that teacher a land that everything I do comes through that. So if I decide today, I want to write a book, I could publish my own book through my company. And if I want to create YouTube videos, I want to own that. Nobody can, and whatever I'm doing, I can have multiple streams of income, but it's at the end of the day, it's coming through my business. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing I've been really pushing myself. I'm building this brand. It's called unapologetically creative. Um, And so it's basically about, being creative and putting yourself out there and not giving a shit who cares like not giving a shit about judgment um the one thing that i get scared about when i put stuff out is that it's not going to go even though i'm scared of going viral but i still want the views you know i still want to be able to be like sam i did that like i'm not worried about what other people are saying or whatever the people are doing um or believe it i just want to put it out there because it's my art so i'm yeah. going to start putting out more things like writing, um, podcast is going to come. Um, I'm going to finally put my YouTube videos back out. I do a lot of YouTube videos on film reviews. So I have this thing called I Have Thoughts and I'll just talk trash about video, um, different like movies or whatever I feel like talking trash about. And oh, I give like people like, I do like in-depth research. Like I research, I listen to interviews and read articles and I put it in there so I'm giving you like constructive feedback about these films and stuff um so that's like something I'm looking forward to and I'm right there with you I'm working on my weight loss journey um I've only done one weight loss vlog because it's just sensitive it's really hard to put out me struggling in the gym with my trainer but I'm going to do it because I've already been told that people are like how do you do that and be a teacher at the same time so trying to dabble with that and the last thing i'm trying to do um and it's something that i'm really excited about but i'm also scared about i'm also trying to get a house maybe there you go i don't know I don't hey know. we know a builder if you want to have a building, yeah, we know I, a good building i gotta make sure i got good credit first i don't know my credit score is a little <laughs> uh, i'm working on the credit score and trying to make sure that all that adulting stuff is correct uh, but I hope that you know I can do it. I said it's the good, it's the best time to do it because I'm young, and mm-hmm. even if I decide I want to move out of state, it's good to feel like I have property in my name that I can either sell or rent out or do whatever. So yeah. I'm just trying to I'm trying to build generational wealth at this point in my life because mm-hmm. I think that I'm young now. Ten, fifteen years from now, think about how I can have multiple streams of income and eventually just work for myself. Because right. it's a big goal. Yeah, I feel that, and I'd love for for the the maniac vlog to be under unapologetically creative, if that is okay. <laughs> yeah, like I'll be more inside of what that's supposed to be. I'm basically going to start like helping others achieve their goals, and under that brand, and like really like I'm going to do things like webinars on how to YouTube from your iPhone or how to start a podcast under $100 because our podcast equipment, it totals to $125. But if I really wanted it to, it could have been a hundred, it could have been less than a hundred dollars or how to YouTube, how to completely vlog from your phone. I've taught my students more about what they can do with this iPhone than I think they've ever known how to do. Like my kids know how to edit a whole video on their iPhone and it's good quality. See, I need that. Right, like, I want to do stuff like that, like, little webinars. They're going to be inexpensive. I'm only going to charge, like, maybe, like, $10 for you to join. And out of that, you get, like, a one-on-one, like, idea throwing with me. Like, we'll sit and we'll talk about ideas, and I'll help you with ideas. And we can just throw things at each other, like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, you know, hey, what do you think about that? And eventually, I want to build, like, a group me where all the creators 
or creatives, I'm going to call them, we're in a group meeting, we just throwing out ideas and we're like, hey, what you think about this? Or hey, how do you like this video? Or hey, can y'all take a look at this? And so then we're just building and building and just supporting each other. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, I think it's, it's going to be powerful because now you're in a space where you don't feel judged. You can just be creative unapologetically. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's my I big idea. Perfect. It's copyrighted, everyone, so don't steal my, steal my That's idea. right. Get your own ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's hit our last segment, our nerding out segment. Um, we didn't intend for this one to be kind of long. We wanted to just pop back in, let y'all know we're alive. We don't have COVID-19. And to all those who have been affected, we definitely have you in our prayers. Um, mm. We're thinking of you. Our healthcare workers, thank you. Um, yeah, everyone, even if you work at McDonald's, like I'm thank thinking you. about you. Yeah. You've been feeding me. <laughs> I've been That's right. That's uh, right. Just, like, who else am I gonna send my DoorDasher to? <laughs> <laughs> thank you to DoorDash and Postmates because you've been feeding your girl. <laughs> but also, like, if you are home, please stay home so we can get out of get out of our house eventually. Um, right. I have seen Walmart is packed like the club on a Friday night. Oh my God! Why? Target is packed. You had I had to wait in line to go to Target. I just wanted some some cookie dough. Like I was go I was really going to get something and move out and like not be in there all day. But people were yeah. out there like it's the club. Like I get it, we're all stir crazy, but y'all find something else to do. Go walk, go on a walk. I saw kids, I saw people chilling out at the local park, walking walking around, chatting with each other downtown around shops that ain't even open, just all gathered around a koi pond. Just chatting with each other, like not even like in a circular table, but on the same bench right next to each other within like like you breathing on me and there's a there's a deadly virus going around. Like back the fuck up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> people just don't care. And the longer they don't care, the longer we're gonna be in the house. And yeah. people are not understanding that. And I, I guess uh, I didn't want to go in this soapbox, but I'm about to go down this. We are seeing the inequities of this country more and more as things start happening. And they've been there, but it's really there. If you can see the, the demographics of who's actually dying from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And people are still just out willingly. Like, come on, man. Like, look at what's really happening right now. Yeah. Look at what's really happening. It, it's the impoverished, the, the people of color. Like, we are, we are being attacked right now. Yeah, like we black people are not surviving COVID nineteen. Hispanic Mm-mm. people are not surviving COVID nineteen. Like, and this just shows you the lack of access that we have to healthcare and normal things. And if you are an impoverished white person, you almost in the same boat. You have right. privilege over what I have as a black woman, but at the same time, if you don't have access to healthcare, like the next person, you you're in the same boat as everybody else. So I need people to go home and sit down. So we can like really like let this thing, if it's going to pass, let it pass. If it's not, so we can figure out what's the new normal. Yeah. And I mean, T.A., that's a whole episode in and of itself. I mean, we yeah. planned the diversity episode, but I mean, this is all based on like people of color, Hispanic or black. Otherwise, I mean, based on sociological restrictions that the white people have created over a long period of time that they mm-hmm. have these health problems you know, mm-hmm. and that they have to eat unhealthy. They have a higher prone to diabetes and asthma. That's not because of them being unhealthy. It's because they were placed so long ago in under mm-hmm. impoverished conditions by the white elite, mm-hmm. you know, and th- that's coming from me, a white male. I don't, I don't, I don't want to mansplain or white explain <laughs> or whatever. You know, and I hope I'm not doing that, you know, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I definitely I agree. And I'm definitely that. I'm definitely thinking we, we, we can do just so much. Just talk about this podcast. We can do so much more in the education. And I think we have the best platform because we set it up to be something that we are educating others. And mm-hmm. I definitely think um, if you are interested and you like what you hear before we get into our last segment, definitely make sure you tap in. Definitely make sure you hit us up on Facebook. We have more content coming. We're actually going to start doing like Facebook posts and trying to get this stuff together. Like I'm pretty excited. I know it's yeah. been a long time coming, 
but it's really something that I think is needed, especially while we are locked down in our houses. We need something like this to listen to and kind of just like nod our head and being like, yeah, I definitely agree. Or getting a little chuckle off of some of the things that we say. Yeah. And we're going to start writing blogs. Yeah. Start writing blogs. We're going to start sponsoring other people to, you know, other teachers that want to give their stories on in blogs. Like I know my wife, Mrs. Red, wants to start a blog talking about all her experiences and why she's not a teacher anymore. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know we could get locked. Done. And I miss writing. I I, I used Mm -hmm. to write my own blog. But mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so. so All right. So, what are you nerding out about right now? While we before we wrap up the show. Um. Let's see. There's a lot I've nerded out about over the while. I, I played Doom Eternal. I know I referenced mm-hmm. it, but it's one of the few games that I I want to play again. Like a lot of new games are like, yeah, that's really fun one time through you know, after I beat it and 100% it. But with Doom Eternal, I want to – I've already 100% it, and I want to go back and play it again and see if I can do it faster, you know, or see if I can do it with better technique. And it's it's so much fun. <laughs> Another thing I'm nerding out about is I'm really – I'm, like, really, really getting into, like, finding what I like when it comes to music and hip-hop. It's hip-hop that I'm liking the most. Mm-hmm. I'm really um, – I was all about that Chance the Rapper and Lupe Fiasco and um, mm-hmm. oh God, Kid Cudi. But now I'm also listening to other newer, like not so heard of, like um, Calcion uh, Fox. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's really good. Amine. Okay. Uh, or, and is it Amine or? I think it's Amine, yeah. Yeah, Amine, um, Toby Lou. I love Toby Lou. Um, Taylor Bennett, Chance's little brother. <laughs> you know? Okay. He's so good. And then, of course, Childish Gambino. I've, I've just fallen in love with Childish Gambino. And I'd love to, like, get your – I don't know. I know we. I mentioned Kanye before. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I'm not about it which I'm, I'm starting to agree with, but I'd love to get your opinion on his newest album because there's only one song that I like on it. <laughs> his gospel album? Yeah. I mean, it's... it's I'm not going to lie to you. Those gospel songs are some shit. There's some bops right there. I just don't like... And this is another episode we can do. I think that sometimes in the Black community when we have mental health issues, we run to the church. <laughs> And we use the church as a way to hide what we have going on. And I think that's what Kanye is doing. And I think that Kanye ran to the black, the black church specifically to one, hide from his mental health issues two hide from all the crazy things he said about slavery, um, Donald Trump and all those things to try to tap Mm. in and still make money off of black people because if it wasn't for the blocks, he would not be Kanye West would not be Kanye West. Um, and so I think that's what he's trying to do to use gospel and religion to supersede or overpower what he's done wrong so far. Um, yeah. I love Kanye back. Like I can listen to Kanye's old music. It's just his new stuff. I'm just not agreeing with. And I think that he just needs to get, he needs to get honestly seriously get the help that he needs because it's been like since his mom passed, he has not yeah. been okay. I mean, I it's been a long, and that's been a long problem in the hip hop rap community is mental mm-hmm. health, and nobody wants to talk about it. But now they're starting to. In fact, mm-hmm. Kid Cudi was one of the first ones mm-hmm. <laughs> that I know of. I'm sure there were others before him, mm-hmm. um, but he's one of the first ones that I heard. Joyner Lucas talks about it, um, mm-hmm. which I like. Joyner, I know he's a controversial figure. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you've heard Kid Cudi and Kanye's joint album that they did, Kid Sees Ghosts. Yeah, that was pretty good. Not it was good. Not. And it was all about mental health, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that did a lot. But I, I can hear what you're saying when it says turning to the church and 
using it almost as like a, a, a crutch or a cop out, you know, mm-hmm. to make money off of pandering to a certain audience. Yeah. That's why I don't, as a Christian, I don't like Christian music and Christian movies because I feel like I'm being pandered to. There's nothing authentic about them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I hate it. Except for the shack was good to me. Mm-hmm. But that's just, I love Octavia Spencer and Jesus was a Jew, which he was. So that was awesome. Right. <laughs> I just think that he, he's just, at this point, he's looking for any way to make money off of black people. Um, and he's done it. Yeezys and and whatever he else, else he's doing, plus with Kim being his wife, he's made more than enough money. Um, so I just think that's what he's doing. And I think we should have, we should probably do a music episode. I think that'd be hilarious. Oh, I'd love it. Oh, I'd love so it. We can dive down that rabbit hole. For me, I'm nerding out. I got a Switch. Um, I actually made a YouTube video about it. I have not put it out yet. It's coming. Um, I'm actually starting to edit my footage because I've been holding on to it. Um, I have a Switch. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. It has become my new addiction. Um, really? I play it, yes. Like I'll play it all day. I'm actually about to charge my Switch up because I'm going to take grad photos in Boone on tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to sit in the back of the person's car and I'm going to play Animal Crossing the entire trip because I love it and it's a great game. So if you, you do not have it, I have not bought it yet, but I am getting that next. I bought the Ooh. entire Harry Potter Lego um, game that I've been playing and then it's quite entertaining. So I'm going to finish that and then I'm going to get Pokemon and then you can get like 2K on the Switch. I was like, this changes the game. I have 2K mm. on my PS4, but apparently it's better on the Switch because I have the I have the Switch Lite, so I have the handheld. Oh one, yeah. So the one that goes on the goes on the TV and it just brings me back to when I had a PSP and I loved my PSP. Like I played that thing mm-hmm. all day. So I miss they my get, PSP. Yeah. I had Sims. I had all the good stuff. I had yeah. um. What is that game? I can't even think of the game anymore. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm really nerding about. And I've been just watching a lot of trash TV. Y'all know I like trash. Um, so I've been right now I'm watching Tyler Perry's sisters that he did. It's like the new age, um it's like a new age all black woman uh, drama. It's 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 top quality trash. Well not even top quality, it's trash. Um <laughs> It's, it's, it's terrible writing. It's Tyler Perry, but the storyline is entertaining enough to keep me to watch it. So I'm just sitting here. I've been binging it for the last two days. I'm almost done with the first season, and then I can give my review fully. But the acting is terrible. The writing is terrible. Um, it's, at least there's not a lot of editing problems, which is great. But yeah, yeah, those two factors. It's, it's quite terrible but i'm i'm enjoying the terribleness yeah i went through um we just got disney plus mm. and i it's I, I watched through all of the mc the marvel cinematic universe except for three movies because they're not on they're not streaming anywhere because of distribution issues mm-hmm. which is like the two spider-man movies and the incredible hulk movie Mm-hmm. Which I hate because those are some of the best movies. Anyway, and now I, um, I just finished watching the series called Year Million, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, when that shit as like, because I'm all about science and stuff, but that shit scared the fuck out of me. Like I'm questioning what it means to be a human existentially, still, and I haven't watched it in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all about uploading your brain into the, like, internet and becoming a mortal. And then how are we going to communicate with each other? What is it going to mean to be human? What happens when AI takes over? And I'm like, I don't want to think about any of this. I'm going to die before it happens. <laughs> I had to put that on my list. That sounds good. That sounds like some Black Mirror. Yeah, you know, but Black it's, Mirror like, it's like an optimistic Black Mirror. And it's all based on real science. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, that sounds good. It's All right, Year Million. Year Million. I'm gonna have to check that out. All right, so that is this week's episode. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we're back. 
I think me and Mr. Red are excited to be back. And yes. so, as always, check us out on Facebook, Teachers Anonymous. Um, hit us up in our Gmail, Teachers Anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Is that, is that right? Yes. And to all my teacherholics out there that are still listening to us, replaying our old podcast, hoping for us to come back, like y'all are the real MVPs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Keep us, keep, us in, keep us in your thoughts. We are trying, and definitely we are going to be back with more. So, as always, we're out. Have a great one. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Peace, y'all. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Teachers Anonymous podcast. This is Mr. Red telling you that if you like what you're listening to and you want to support us here at the podcast, feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at Teachers Anonymous. Teachers being spelled T-C-H-R-S and Anonymous being spelled the regular way. If you have any questions for us or you want to send suggestions for future topics for us to talk about, email us at teachersanonymous at gmail.com, teachers being spelled T-C-H-R-S, and anonymous being spelled the regular way. Anyway, this is Mr. Red saying thanks again for listening to the Teachers Anonymous podcast.